Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Another edition of the Industry Insider podcast, your promotional products podcast, where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But uh, first, we got to tell you that this excellent broadcast is brought to you today by our good friends over at TechWeld. TechWeld USA made in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products. They offer many USA made products to help separate themselves from the promotional products pack. You know, we can talk about hand sanitizers because guess what? That's still relevant. Uh, you know, with all the vaccines going out and everything, hand sanitizers is still a big thing, uh, washing the hands. So look, hand sanitizers due to coronavirus outbreak, this is something that is trending worldwide. CDC recommends sanitizing and washing your hands to help prevent the spread of the disease. They have many sanitizer SKUs that could help combat the spread of the virus. Uh, they've also got a lot of FDA compliant products uh, in a time of uncertainty knowledge that a product is FDA compliant is key in allowing the customer to feel at ease when placing an order so be sure to check them out at techweld.com I promise you you won't be sorry that you did uh, great group of folks and tremendous products so uh, why don't we say hi to Steve McFadden uh, with perfect promotions and more down in North Carolina how are you doing today sir hey man doing well I'm excited. I've, I got my windows tinted finally, so I don't have to like keep the the blinds closed for the for the live podcast. So yeah, it looks good. Hopefully, uh, it won't be blinding everyone. I'm I'm enjoying the uh, the background. You know, it's not super whitewashed or anything. It, it's looking good, man. Still's good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Meg Herbert with SNS Activewear. How are you doing? I'm doing good today, Jeff. Yeah, glad. Yeah. To- I don't even know if I should say something because last week you said you don't listen to me anyway. So I was just going to keep it like short and sweet and see you like fine. And I was going I'll listen to-, to you, Meg. What do you have to say? I'm really struggling today, to be honest with you, because Facebook changed their API for Zoom. So I'm trying to like figure out how to share the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, I, pro- I probably wouldn't be paying attention to you. But look, I've, you've got my undivided attention for two seconds. Go at it. I restarted my router today, but that's every day. So I mean... <laughs> that's the inside scoop right there that's the inside scoop. <laughs> all right we're also joined today by a very special guest brian young with the dunston group also known uh from the uh brand builders podcast as you can see that very sexy logo behind him uh brian why don't you say hello to the folks that are listening well hello everybody that is listening i appreciate the opportunity to come on this awesome podcast with uh with all of y'all um i've been an avid listener slash i should say watcher of the uh of the podcast and uh, I'm just a firm believer in our industry. Uh, if everybody comes together and we challenge ourselves to, to be the best and, um, and work together across a lot of channels, whether it's distributors, suppliers, manufacturers, whatever you want to say, that, that our industry can be the best it is. And there's so many people in our industry, or really, I would say people outside of the industry that don't understand it. Um, and that's where you get the notion of trinkets and trash. And so it's people like yourselves that are sharing the great stories and challenging the industry to be better. Um, and, and I can't say enough about what you guys are doing, but what a lot of the, the industry leaders are doing and a lot of people I consider mentors. And so um, I'm honored to come on and share, you know, a small story about what we're doing to, to not only support our community, but support, you know, our business. And, uh, and hopefully I can help a couple of people, you know, in our industry, you know, create something that's similar in their city or for their community. 
That's awesome. Well, look, I, one of the things that we like to do here, it's customary to allow our special guests to sort of give a, a good three to four minute introduction of themselves. And, you know, one of my favorite questions to always ask in our industry, because it is something that really nobody knows about our industry. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, such a large industry that nobody knows about, but uh, right. so it's a really fun question to ask how you got started in the promotional products industry. So why don't you give us the, the rundown of all things, Brian Young and, and how you got started in the promotional products industry, sir? Yeah, so um, it goes a, a ways back. I've always been into sports. I've always been into logos. I've always been kind of infatuated with how businesses co-branded with sports teams. And it started probably from my love with the Atlanta Braves and just seeing logos out on the wall, you know, in Atlanta Fulton County Stadium or just seeing the, the unique ways that marketing companies would incorporate their brand. And then NASCAR came around and NASCAR was like the you know, slap a logo on anything. And I just was like, this would be really cool to be in. So I went to a school and was lucky enough to play a college soccer at Georgia Southern. They had a great sports management program. I got to get a minor in marketing. And I'm like, I'm going to be in sports management marketing for the rest of my life. I'm going to be in advertising. It's going to be the coolest job in the world. And then I graduated and I wasn't getting a job in that at all in 2007. And was really lucky enough to get an opportunity right out of school in January of 2008 with a company that had nothing to do with sports. It was just looking for a, an athlete that was, uh, you know, I guess I had had a good work ethic and they thought they could train me in the right, right way. So I actually worked in a completely different industry for five years was selling different types of cleaning chemicals and paper products. And that was the first really opportunity I had to sell custom styrofoam cups to a barbecue joint in Charleston, South Carolina called Bessinger's Barbecue. Um, I remember when I got that order, everybody was so excited because it like locked up the styrofoam cup business. Now I know everybody's all about sustainability. So don't shoot me. This was 2008. Okay. There were times were different, but that was my first avenue into it. And then I got moved up into Charlotte, uh, went a different route for, for about five years and, and was in an organization where I got to learn how to be a manager, um, learn the ins and outs of a business and was lucky enough to get to know Scott Dunstan through CrossFit. Um, I was doing something that paid the bills, but it wasn't something I was passionate about. I didn't have a purpose. And I remember somebody asked me that question, like, what, what do you stand for? Like when you wake up in the morning, like what, what drives you? At that point, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. It, and I said money, but was it money? It really wasn't. I could have made as much money as possible, um, but I had no purpose. And I wanted to find that. And Scott Dunstan had talked to me about joining his organization. And I took a leap of faith. I just basically quit my job, um, took a big pay cut and said, I'm going to jump into an industry I know nothing about. And I remember when I told my father, who is uh, an executive for Berkshire Hathaway, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And he literally, he's like, you want to sell that shit for the rest of your life? And I'm like, what? And so the reality of it was I, I, we had that conversation and it's like, how much stuff do you have that's branded? You're in the aviation space, right? Let's look at the Peter Millar quarter zip you have in your closet. It says NetJet right on the corner. Like those are the little subtle things. And I think he always assumed that I'm just going to be selling trade show merch, right? For the rest of my life. And, and how am I going to pay the bills? How's that going to be a career? But that right there alone gave me the answer I needed because it puts you into an industry where if there are people like that, that don't understand it or are not educated, what a huge opportunity you have, right? Like what an opportunity you have to believe in an industry and really educate people throughout that. So that was five and a half years ago. Scott Dunstan, Scott Dunstan took a leap of faith, brought me in. I didn't know a damn thing about the promo world, branded merch, 
Uh, I couldn't tell you the difference between screen print and direct garment or dye sublimation. I, all of this was new to me. So it was jumping basically just head first into an industry I didn't know anything about. But it's been so neat to, to, to be a part of the journey with Scott, our team, see the business grow. And now that I've been in the industry this long, um, I really consider it to be an industry that is amazing, that has amazing people, but it's how we support people. And, and when I go back to, to what is your purpose, we get to support so many nonprofits in our, in our community. And that drives me, right? Like it drives me to come up with, with marketing campaigns and utilizing the brand and merchandise and apparel that we provide to create conversation, to create connection, to create you know, the ability to raise money for whatever these organizations are passionate about. And I'm wearing a hat right now for the 24 Foundation, which, which helps uh, people that were diagnosed with cancer basically survive cancer. Um, it's all about cancer survivorship and navigation. And it's an organization that's been around for 20 years and they believe in our product because we've been able to show them ways that you can build just an amazing brand through our industry. And that's what excites me every day. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about how the, how the podcast came around, but um, I can truly say joining this industry gave me a purpose in life. And, and now that I, I am married and I have two kids, all of that is amazing, but I wake up every day and I'm so excited. And it's not about how many sales can I make today? It's about who can I help today? And, um, and, and that's the most honest from the heart answer I can say. It's if you can find that in a job, then keep it uh, and, and, and look. Yeah, I think it's a, actually a really good segue and make it look like you were about to say something. So I'll let you go in just a sec. But I mean, I, I know we'll come back to my thing, but you talked about, you know, sort of giving back. And I, I think that, you know, the podcast that you guys are doing, Brand Builders, is really doing that in a, in a really cool way. So we'll get into that in just a second. But Meg, you had, a, you had something you were going to say? Oh, just that. I mean, I really love what he's doing. I mean, there's so many people right now that want to do good and they don't know where, how, and it comes back to that whole, <clears throat> which I, I think of you and that small percentage of people, Brian, that what's that movie at Christmas time? It's a wonderful life. So you're one of those people that if you were never born, think of all the lives that wouldn't have been impacted or that you wouldn't have touched and where would they be today? Like, that's like, you're one of those people. And I was telling the guys, I'm like, listen, like there's, he, this is when you dropped your like 183rd episode. I was like, this is so cool. Like this guy is amazing. Like I was listening to it and you sent us over a couple of your favorite podcasts to listen to. And I didn't have time to listen to them all, but I had pulled up the first one. I'm like, this is probably one of the better ones if you, if you labeled it first. And I listened to it and I was so inspired and blown away in that quick, I don't even know if it was a half hour or an hour. I just was absorbing all of the information. It inspired me so much. I listened to it this morning. I've already started two projects two different projects from this podcast that I feel like it's part of my purpose, you know, to give back and do something and kind of <clears throat> grow from that. Um, and I'll just, I'll just say, I've actually already added the girl up on Facebook and LinkedIn. It was the Stacey Cassio, the pink mentor. Yep. I, I was so inspired by that. She really talks about mentorship and that's a really big thing in our industry. Promo Kitchen has done a really, has, has a really big push for it right now. There's a whole Facebook group for mentors and mentorees. And I said, you guys need to listen to this. This is a really inspiring podcast. And she talks about not asking someone to be their mentor, but asking to be asking for a mentorship, which I really liked because I, the idea spawned is I want, I need a mentor. Like I want a mentor, you know? And then after I listened to her speak, I was like, no, no, I need a mentorship because I need, 
I'm sure I have something equally as much to offer and share that knowledge that I have learned and I want to be able to learn from somebody else. So I also posted that like, and like, Hey, I'm also looking for mentorship with somebody, someone that I can learn from and also share that knowledge. So I feel like it's really spawned a lot of things already in the short period of time, but, and there's so many more podcasts to listen to. And I think after this podcast, everyone, you guys got to stop what you're doing and go listen to his because it's, it's amazing. And I'll, I'll post it on the bottom of, of, in the comments of this thing. Sorry. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed the CrossNet one. It was yeah. a really, really cool episode. Uh, just, I don't even know what the hell CrossNet was, but I've looked it up <laughs> and that's a perfect example of, you know, what you guys are doing. I mean, you're, you're, you know, hosting them and, uh, you know, I'm surprised that I don't know what it is, uh, you know, with, with as much publicity and stuff as that, that they're getting, but uh, ultimately like, you know, you're bringing them on your show and you're allowing them that, that time to really, you know, spread the, the, the news about what they are and who, you know, who they are and what they're doing. And uh, that's giving back, you know, and it's it, Gary Vaynerchuk talks, you know, jab, 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 right hook. You know, we've always, we, we've actually talked about that on this podcast a couple of times now, and that's exactly, you know, what you're doing. And I think the whole, uh, you know, doing, doing good and giving back and helping and all that good stuff. I mean, that's really what that's all about. So, um, why, uh, why, why don't we talk about brand builders? Like, how did you guys come up with the, uh, the podcast and, and where did that sort of come to fruition? Yeah, well, first, thank you so much for the, the two comments that you just said. Both of them are, are great stories, completely different stories. And that's, I think, the best thing uh, that our Brand Builders podcast brings to light is, uh, is everyone has a story, right? And all of them are exciting. I know my mother um, always kind of joked that if I was like in an elevator, like I'm going to meet you, right? You better hope that it doesn't break down. <laughs> like we're going to be best friends at the end of that. Because I'm just infatuated with other people's stories. I, I, I think a lot of people are, are uh, cutting themselves short by trying to judge people from here and there and say, well, we're not alike and we're not alike and this and that. And they want to come up with all these, you know, differences when the realities are, we're a lot more similar uh, than, than the media or, or the outlets or whatever are trying to, to make that sound. So for me, I've just always been infatuated with the story of, and of an individual, like everybody has one. Some are crazier than others, right? Uh, but the reality is, is just being able to listen to that has been really, has been really cool. So um, so thank you, Meg. Um, Stacy's unbelievable with Pink Mentor and then CrossNet, Chris Mead and Greg Mead, what they've been able to produce has, has been incredible. And that's two great examples. One's more of a nonprofit um, that's challenging people to be a mentor. The other one is, is a for-profit that started out literally, you know, going to the beach and setting up a volleyball net and then giving it away and starting to sell this direct to consumer. And now they're in like 70 countries, in every wow. big box retailer you could imagine, uh, it's it's an unbelievable story. Um, I definitely recognize checking that out. But to tell you about the podcast, so we were at PPAI in 2017, and um, and Bill Petrie and Kirby Hasselman were teaching a class on social media. And I went into that class, and I remember I was sitting in this class. It was probably 9 a.m. in the morning in Vegas. Um, most people my age were probably still sleeping because they raged the night before. But I was in a room full of a lot of older people, right? A lot of older people. And the last 15 minutes of it, or maybe the last five minutes, Kirby's like, and you should start a podcast. And let me tell you why. And I'm over here just like scribbling this down. I'm like, this is a great idea. Like, I don't even know who the hell this guy is, but this is a great idea. We should do this. And I, I thanked him after the class and I went back to our marketing team and, and the owner of Scott Dunson. I said, hey, we need to start a podcast. And so we just started brainstorming. And we had talked about this previous. We have a very retail type showroom but when you walk in we have leather couches we have nice chairs we create a very comfortable environment when we're in that we create great conversation 
And I can't tell you how many times we've been sitting there and we say, man, if that was recorded, like that could be, that could change somebody's life or that could connect dots. And I think that's where the vision came mm -hmm. from our podcast. It wasn't about let's do something that's industry specific. Let's do something based on products. Let's just tell the stories of the great customers and clients that we represent. And now that we, we launched our first one, August 25th of 2017 with a good friend uh, who owns a custom home building company, right? Um, I've gone back plenty of times and listened to my first episode and uh, it's horrible, <laughs> to be honest, it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. But, you know, we were committed to the game and we knew that we were gonna put out a new one every Friday, no matter what, rented space at a WeWork area um, to, to the first podcast studio, I think that was in Charlotte that you could rent out and it was $5 an hour. You know, now you can't even get it um, because everybody wants to use it. So we did that and then it just started to catch, catch, uh, catch wind. We got to have some amazing people on. Um, the, the, one, the, the one podcast that made us realize that this is real was we had a guy on, on named Dale Beatty and he was a double, um, double amputee, um, Purple Heart veteran who came home and started a charity called Purple Heart Homes and had three young kids and was an amazing guy. Probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And I, we brought him on our podcast and he had a great story and everything he was saying, I was like, man, this is great. This is going to really elevate his charity. And then he told us, we need you to come outside. I want you to see my truck. I'm rebuilding this old truck. And we're like, man, we got another podcast in five minutes. But okay, yeah, we'll just go. Do it. So we walk out there and we have that conversation with him. Long story, five days later, he died. And um, he fell in the shower, had a blood clot and died at the age of 30, like eight or something. Um, it was terrible for our entire community, for the, for the charity. And I didn't know what to do because we had this recorded podcast and then this person passes away, but I listened to it and I knew it was very powerful. And we heard from his wife and she said, release it on the day of his funeral. And so we did. And uh, his funeral was in Statesville, which is about an hour north of Charlotte. And I went to his funeral and I actually listened to the episode on the way up there and got to meet his kids that day. Um, which was heartbreaking, but the, the reality of it is how many people have told us how great it is that that's kind of like his, his leaving message to not only his charity, but his family. And if you go back and listen to it, a lot of it's in very like past tense. It's very like Purple Heart Homes will be around a lot longer than me. And, and just, it, it'll, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, but we knew right then, like, wow, we have something that is super, super powerful. And it, all it is, is just having an authentic conversation. And so from that point on, we were committed to the game and then really committed to bringing on as many nonprofits as possible. And so now we, we've launched 191 episodes. We'll launch 192 uh, on Friday and it's, um, it's kind of taken, <laughs> taken off. Wow. I think it's really- um, Go ahead, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just gonna say, it's really incredible. That, that story because ultimately like it, it sort of hits home with me for a different reason but i, I kind of want to create something like we're in the information age you know, i want to create something because it lasts forever it lives forever and so i want something and my kids they'll probably never go back and watch these episodes but who knows maybe they will but they'll get to see who i am and how i was when i was you know this age and so um you know that's it's really crazy to hear a story like that where that's it, literally their lasting their lasting legacy or the last thing that they put out there in the world and it's immortalized now so hey, hey brian i wanted to oh sorry go ahead meg i know you're yeah, you go you haven't talked go <laughs> i was i was going to talk about uh ask you a little bit about the application of this because you know i think we we'd be remiss if we didn't try to inspire some other you know distributor partners to kind of come on board or suppliers or whatnot and 
we, we actually just got done doing this internally. Um, we kind of laid out a, a give back program and, and we kind of isolated as the talents, times and treasures. And I think a lot of people focus, you know, if like if we don't have the finances to do it, well, it's like, well, you still have your talents, right? Your spaces, your ability to help, you know, nonprofits and whatnot, and then your um, your time, right? So you could obviously donate time. But um, out of curiosity, you know, how did you how did you implement it, or how have you seen? What advice would you give, I guess, to other distributors as far as taking the leap to to implement something like this? As far as people who think from an ROI perspective, too, right? You know, so yeah. What what what's your thoughts on that? So it's interesting. The ROI question came up for probably our first 100 episodes. And a lot of that came from community leaders, CEOs, people that would talk to us like, why the hell are you doing this? Like, what are you getting in return? And for us, we never had an ROI. We wanted to do it because honestly, it gave us the opportunity to connect with people on a level that people aren't connecting these days. And you can go to dinner, you know, post COVID obviously, and look at how many people are just on their phones. I mean, families of four, all four of them on their phones, just kind of disgust me to be honest. Uh, but at the same time, you'll catch me doing the same damn thing, right? And, you know, that's just the reality in the world we live in. Um, for us to be able to bring leaders and people that are, are, are change agents that, that, that do good and put a headset on them and listen to them for 30 minutes is so powerful. It's not only made me a better person, but it's made me appreciate life and respect what other people appreciate. There's a lot of things in this world that somebody can be very passionate about that I'm not going to be passionate about. But being able to listen to these conversations it now gives me the understanding and the, and the respect almost to why that person is passionate about that and the reasons behind that. So for us, um, I'll get back to the ROI. It, the, the best advice is you just need to create an environment where you can have conversation. And if you're working with clients that have great stories, why not create a platform to add more value to share that story, right? Yeah. You're also in a marketing world where everybody is begging for your attention. In our space, it's not about hitting somebody up with an email every day saying you got a new t-shirt on sale for $6.99. But at the same time, you need to be top of mind. So when that decision is made or the, the conversation starts, boom, the Dunstan Group and Brian Young are the first thing that come to mind, right? And the yep. way that we do that is every Thursday, we have a hype video on our podcast. Every Friday, we do the podcast. We promote these across all of our channels and we also send that out to all of our mailers. So our entire audience are hearing from us Thursday and Friday of every week. And it has nothing to do with our business, but it has everything to do with our business, right? So for us, it creates another touching point without trying to sell. And by doing that, people respect it. They appreciate it. And it gets you more attention than trying to go out there and say, look at me, look what we do. Look what I can save you or, or vice versa. So that's my number one advice from an ROI standpoint and uh, getting it set up. I recommend talking to some marketing companies, talking to some people that have already produced podcasts. There are plenty of companies out there that can help you. Our marketing team, I have an engineer, a producer, they go through, they edit everything. I literally have to talk. Like that's my job. Now, everybody will have different budgets. You don't need that. You can literally set this up with an iPhone and a Zoom session and you can record it and you can start launching that out. There. It does not need to be a ton of, of money spent on the front end. You just need to get that started. And once you get that started, you'll start to figure out what works, you'll start to change things. And, and honestly, you'll probably have companies reaching out to you saying, let us help you. I mean, yeah. that so <laughs> that's my best advice is you just have to do it. But in podcasting, there's podcasts out there for everything now. In 2017, you could be, let's be unique. Let's go out and do something that nobody else is doing. There's somebody, if you think of any topic in the world, somebody's talking about that. So don't worry about being unique. Be authentic 
and be consistent and be committed. And if you can do those three things, it will take you on a journey um, that honestly will make you a better person. And I still firmly believe in this entire country. The one thing that is lacking is people having conversations with people that are not like them. Uh, and a podcast will force you to do that, but it will also give you the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. That's awesome. One thing that you actually said, which we, we actually talked about this the other day, um, was authenticity. And I think that's so important in sales. I've always kind of prided myself on just not selling, hey, look at this t-shirt, hey, look at this yep. stress ball, but so, kind of selling myself, selling my brand and, and growing that relationship. And you and I have only ever maybe talked a handful of times, but it's always been um, in a professional uh, setting. Uh, Brian and I are actually in a mastermind group together. So if you notice what he said, he puts out a hype video um, before his podcast. So obviously that's where I got it from. So I had to make him proud, you know, and really push through on those. Um, but something that he had said in an email and I was like, oh my God, you're like the male version of me. And then I went to write something to him and I went to write something to him. And then I was like, oh, let me just, I'm going to delete that. It's not very professional. You don't know me very well yet. Like I got to like ease him in. And then he replied, with the exact thing that I took out of my email to him. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Mine was professional. So I just want to let you guys know that. <laughs> so, so we jumped on a call and we were talking about it. And I explained that to him. He's like, Meg, like that's your you know, authentic self. Like, don't change that. And I'm like, you're right. Like, nobody wants professional Meg. Like, that's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because people know me for who I am and they they like me because I am genuine. I I transparent and I'm very honest about things. And I feel like nobody wants to be car salesmen. I don't want to be car salesmen. Like I just don't. And I'm like, fine, I'll just buy it because I really don't want to be car salesmen. But at the end of the day, that's not the relationship. The relationship stems from that conversation that happens on your couch. That conversation happens from that, like if it ain't on your calendar, it ain't happening type email. You know what I mean? So it's like, I agree with you. And I think that's what makes you so genuine and so good at what you're doing. And um, I know you said you've been flying under the radar, but um, there's no reason to anymore. Like you have all the pieces in place to soar. So um, I hear you also have some big news. Did you want to share that on the podcast? Yeah, sure. We, um, and, and so I guess we have kind of flown under the radar. Um, we, what we try to do, and this is a, just a statement in our company, is we try to do less and obsess. And what we mean by that, that, that goes in anything, right? Because I think there's so many people that are trying to be so many places at so many times and implement so many things at once that they ultimately don't implement anything. And we use the same type of mythology when we're talking with vendors and manufacturers. Like we want to be important to the vendors that want to be important to us, right? We're not trying to sell everything. I'm not trying to just open up a big thing and be like, I'll sell whatever product I can. I would rather consolidate that and that's why we've, we've kind of flown under the radar. We've never been the ones that have been like, look how much sales we can do and, and all that. But the big announcement is we will be joining Facilis on May 1st. Uh, we're super excited about that platform. Super excited about joining that community. I know Steven's in it, which I'm excited to learn more about. Um, but it's the same thing, that group and bringing in, I don't want to quote and say masterminds, but bringing in like-minded distributors that are at the same size that you can have conversations with challenge each other to be better. That's what I think our industry needs is more people that think that way, less thinking about competition, more thinking about how can we elevate uh, the industry? Because I look at, at our business in Charlotte, we could be 10 times the size we are now by selling within a two mile radius, right? And that's every distributor. You don't have to think, oh, we all have to go after the same account, but think about like how many people use our product 
and that's uh, that's important. So yeah, we're super excited about that. Um, I'll, I'll say one thing, Meg, on the on the authenticity or authentic part. Look at Gary V. Look at the people out there that that are gaining traction that people want to listen to. It's not the cookie cutter. It's not the email that thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Blah blah blah. Like <laughs> be yourself because your friends and the people that really really appreciate you. Think about those friends that have turned into clients. Those are people that will never leave, right? They will be loyal to you and you'll have more fun doing it. Um, I think it, we're at a, at, a, at a point now in our life, it's real or it's nothing. Um, and, and people want that realness more than anything. Hey, yeah. Brian, I have a, I have a quick uh, random rapid fire question, not our real rapid fire, but um, what do you think the biggest roadblock is from people giving back? Like if you had to guess, like in the industry? Because I feel like the, everyone talks about it and very few people I think are implementing it. But what do you, what do you think that is? I, I have a theory, but I wanted to know what your thought is. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I think that the, the word on the street these days uh, would be greed. And, and I think it's, it's a very simple question. If you have something that someone else doesn't and you can help them get that, or you can help them achieve that, or you can help them in some way you need to right? It needs to be less about me, 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 and more about other people in your community. We're at a time in our age now where I look at, 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 at great examples in a neighborhood. Maybe, maybe there's more of this post-COVID, but pre-COVID, you drive into a neighborhood, people would pull into their garage, close the garage. There was no front porch environment. There were no families out there hanging. Nobody cares. You're not even meeting your closest neighbors that live right next door to you. And that's a problem, right? And so I think more people are being so infatuated with what they can achieve and what they've done and less about how can I support other people. And I think it all just comes down to greed. If you look at how much money you make as a business, if you're telling me you can't take a certain percentage of that and give back to nonprofits and support other people, then you're lying to you. You're just lying to yourself, right? You don't think that that's important. And unfortunately, you now look at younger people that when they come into companies, they want to know what you're giving back. Like, how are you helping the community? How are you helping the environment? And if you don't have a good answer and you're not actually doing that, then there's going to be people that don't want to work for you. Um, and so my challenge is this, like, if you're not doing it right now, start small, take a thousand dollars, right? A thousand dollars and go tell a charity that you want to support them and bring your entire team out to that event and see what happens. Uh, I had an a, a, a per, amazing person on the podcast last week who brought up the idea where everything they did were happy hours. And don't get me wrong, I love a happy hour, right? But how many of those happy hours turn into legitimate, long-lasting relationships? Who knows? They decided we're going to go to a charity that we love called, called Community Matters, and we're going to bring everybody together, and we're going to do a charity event, and we're going to invite people to that. He put it out there. They had 40 RSVPs. They only had 40 spots. He said he got like 60 RSVPs. So to turn people down and brought people into that environment, since then, almost all of them have converted into business. And now all of them, because they did something a little bit different, just by giving back first and not saying, come drink with me, all of these companies are like, that's somebody I want to be a partner, right? So there's so many ways to do it. You just have to start somewhere. And I hate saying greed because look, I love making money. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I love giving back more than I love putting money in my wallet. And I think that's what's changed the most since 2008, Brian. You know, it, it used to be where things, eco-friendly and sustainability and all that good stuff was a trend, but self-preservation took over. And you're like, well, I'm going to make more money off these styrofoam cups. And I think that's what's changed then versus now. People are willing to kind of put that back because they're like, well, 
we've seen how bad it can get, right? And I and I survived. So let me help other people. Let me try to help the world and fix the world. And, you know, I think a lot more people are more willing to. And and like you said, that whole front porch mentality. I I've only I live in a nice area, you know, but nobody ever came to visit us when we moved in. And I thought it was so bizarre. And I was like, I nobody's even knocked on their door or nothing. And then 2015, we had this terrible storm. It was like we had more power outages than all of Hurricane Sandy. Like it was really bad, but it just only hit our really small community. We still have houses that don't have roofs on them. I mean, they're just being demolished at this point. They're unfixable. But I met all of my neighbors that week. We didn't have power for a week, but we all went outside just to check on each other to see if we were okay. And I met them all. And now I have like some really cool neighbors out of it, which I didn't even know prior to that, but it took that. And then we checked on each other during COVID and but yeah, I think that more needs to happen. And maybe we were propelled as an industry or as um, a human race, I guess, to, to really like, hey, you guys are missing out. You guys yeah. are really missing out. I think it's simple. I mean, if you, we talk about, oh, our communities need to come together. Our country needs to come together. States need to come together. The reality is if you can't get your neighborhood to come together, then you're not going to be able to get your community to come together. So yeah. right now, if you're listening to this and you don't know your neighbors and you never met them or you haven't talked to them in three to six months, Go over there, ring on their doorbell, and just ask them a simple question. Hey, I just want to check on you guys and, and make sure you're doing well. I know this last year has been crazy, and you know we don't get a lot of time to talk. You will be shocked at what that will do, not only for the relationship, but that person's going to close that door after that conversation, and they are going to think about it, and they're going to go, that was, that was awesome. And you know what? You might convince them that it's their turn to go and have that conversation with another neighbor. And, uh, and that's it's such a grassroots, small effort, but... If you don't know your neighbors, then who do you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it might be completely unrelated, but I know when we first bought our, our original home, our first home uh, in that neighborhood, no, none of the neighbors came to see us. You know, we, we always thought like, okay, well, when you first move into a neighborhood, everybody comes and they give you like cookies and, goods and whatever. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> none of that happened. Nothing. As a matter of fact, there was only like one or two neighbors that we ever really even met. Um, and you know, then we actually just got a house last September in uh, the next town over, and like we we have like almost daily conversations with our neighbors now. It's awesome. I don't know if it's because of the area or 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 if it's the times or what, but uh, it's I, I would agree. I mean, you definitely have to have that sort of community uh, engagement for sure. And it goes back into the podcast as well. I mean, our podcast is all about connecting the dots, connecting the stories getting the stories of the people that we work with or even people that we don't out to our community. And that's the goal behind it, right? Is we get to share that conversation and spark business partnerships, spark the, the opportunity for companies to come in and sponsor nonprofit, whatever it is, right? But that's the key. And it all is just conversation. I mean, it's not rocket science. You just got to get, got to make that happen. And I think what we've done with our podcast can be dupl duplicated in every single city. Um, if you're in the promo world and and you work with people, guess what? You work with awesome people, right? I, I guarantee you there's, there's five to 10 companies you work with right now that you say, damn, they got an awesome story. We should tell it. And I challenge yeah. you to do it. Lori Moore chimes in. She says she loves everything about this episode. We can all be doing something. And if you move into her neighborhood, you're going to get a welcome basket and note from them with their names and contact info. Lori, where do you live? I'm moving. Let's do this. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. It's cold where they live. They're yeah. up in the house. All right. I'm, I'm not going. I lie. I'm right here. <laughs> the Carolinas is good to me. I will stay here.
Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Well, we do got to get this thing moving, but I have one more question before we get into rapid fire for you. Uh, you're the guest because you, you, with your podcast, you guys have a pretty wide variety and range of guests. How do you guys go about sourcing or, or finding guests uh, on, on a regular basis? Like what's the process like for you guys? Yeah. Uh, so the good thing is now we have so many people that reach out that want to be on the podcast. We actually are, have to say no. Uh, we're booked through July. So we have um, our marketing team or, or really our producer helps us schedule all of these. Uh, but ideally, when we first started, it was us just going out and, and, and asking, you know, people just straight up. Um, Kirby Hassman always said, shoot your shot. You know, you have to if you want somebody on your podcast until they tell you, hell no, keep asking them. Um, and I think so for us, it was the beginning was going out and saying, all right, we, we partnered with 45 nonprofits. Let's make sure we get on there, get them on there. Let's get these people on there. And then you bring somebody on and then they're referring it. Um, and now that we've gotten, you know, a couple of awards here and there, we really have a lot of people that reach out, but now it's more about focusing, okay, what stories do we want to tell? And for us, it's in that Charlotte community. We have a lot of people nationwide that reach out that want to tell their story. And although I think it's awesome, I want to focus on right here in Charlotte. I think that is, is our bread and butter. It's where the majority of our listeners are from. Um, and so that's kind of the, the key, but, you know, I would say just, you, you just got to ask. And if you're doing this record seven to 10 episodes before you launch one, right. And make sure you always have that database. So you can be consistent when you launch it. The worst thing that can happen is you run out of episodes and then you run out of guests. And then a couple of weeks will go by and you haven't posted one. And then before you know it, your podcast will be up. That's funny. That's actually really good advice. Cause even when we had Kirby on, he said, you know, most podcasts won't make it past five episodes and that's probably why people will do it one at a time. And then they just get bogged down with everything else that they can't. Yeah. It's so. you have to be committed. This is not an instant gratification type of a thing. Everybody wants that now likes, clicks, comments. It, that is not what it's about um, for us. And, and I, I'm truly believe this. I do not care if anybody really listens to it from a, from a selfish standpoint, the conversations I get, with that person and the connection we make with that person is worth it in gold. Now for their brand, hell yeah. I want a lot of people to listen to it. I want to make those connections. I want to raise that awareness, whatever. But for us, from a business standpoint, when you get to know people on that level and you have them on your podcast, they will never forget you. And once they can't forget you, guess what? It's hard for them to leave you from a company standpoint or from a business standpoint as well. So there's been people on here and I'm not the owner of the business, but I'll just say this quick. There's been people on this podcast that when we're out in events or anywhere, didn't even know who I was just walk right past me. And these are big, you know, decision makers in Charlotte, leaders in Charlotte, CEOs, executives. I bring them on the podcast, no matter when or what they will walk up to me. Oh my gosh, Brian, oh, by the way, I had such a great time on your podcast. They'll leave a conversation with somebody that's way more important than me to walk over and say, Oh, Brian, you had so much fun, man. By the way, I need to introduce you to my friend, Joe. He has an amazing story. Like you got to hear that story. And that just continues. So now I have 191, what I'd call super referrals running around the Charlotte area. And if I run into them, they're introducing me to whoever they're talking to. And I guarantee you, they're going to say, oh, we got to buy, we, we got to get back into the, in the showroom, buy something or, oh, you got to hear the story from, from Lori. It's unbelievable. And that's, that happens all the time, which is kudos. Amazing. Kudos. That's awesome. That's amazing. That there you right. are right there. 
Why don't we just ask a real quick rapid fire questions, okay. right? Since no we're all podcast hosts here, why don't why don't I I'll go first? I'll, I'll ask what who if you could get anybody on your podcast as a guest, who would it be? Anybody. Anybody. Um oh my god. Warren Buffett. All right. Steven. <laughs> I was thinking to maybe someone like Rogan just to ask him about oh, podcasting and po- like like meta <laughs> like podcasting about podcasting <laughs> that'd be All cool right. I have a good one actually I, I just reached out to them pretty recently so there's a guy that came from Russia that I knew when he first started doing jiu-jitsu it was like a just a regular dude that did jiu-jitsu and out of nowhere this guy has blown up and he is like the biggest podcaster he's like best friends with Elon Musk he was just down in Austin like last week like Austin's cool it's dope man I'm like I knew you when you were just like a jiu-jitsu guy like we rolled together like you know it's crazy so his name is Lex Friedman Lex I did email you twice on Facebook, like a stalker. So <laughs> if you want to come on, love to have you. <laughs> hey, Lex Friedman, actually, it's the same guy that did the, uh, was it Harvard or MIT or something like that? He MIT. actually did a bunch, of, um, a bunch of really good videos about coronavirus when things first started. Uh, yeah. We actually used quite a bit of his material for our marketing, believe it or not. Isn't that crazy? We should, we should yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. On the podcast. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, for me, I would say if I could get anybody on the podcast, I think it, it would have to be Gary Vee. I knew uh, you were going to say that. Yeah. Why, why would you not have him on? Uh, just amazing, amazing personality um, and would be a tremendous. I thought you were going to say Brian Young. Yeah. I'm right here. <laughs> I mean, he's already on the oh, show. But that's right. We, we already got it. Yeah. Gary I, I was going to say Gary Vee too, Look, but that has to be like the number one answer, right? I know. So I, I, know. Then I was like, so I switched up. I was going to say Patrick Mahomes because I know Stephen would love to hear from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I, I would, hey, I don't I thought, mind having interviews with any athlete. No, I'm just messing. I've met a bunch. They're, they're fun. All right, Meg, real quick. What's your question? So um, since we are all podcast hosts, um, who is your biggest shoot your shot guest? Uh, our biggest shoot the shot so far would be Greg Olson, um, former tight end for the Panthers. Um, runner up twice for the Walter Payton Man of the Year will be in the Hall of Fame, played 14 years. Uh, we just actually recorded that podcast with him on Friday. So that was awesome. Incredible. And then our second one, we did get the opportunity after listening to Robbie Bach speak. Uh, he worked with Microsoft and was the, actually the, uh, the executive around the creation and, um, and formulation so far of, of Xbox. And his story is absolutely fascinating. The first Xbox lost $8 billion. And he thought he was going to be fired and quit. And he went into Bill Gates' office and told him, like, I'm done, man, this can't work. And he's like, no, 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 not only that, we're building another one and you're going to lead that. And he told him straight up, if you want me to do that, then you have to let me lead it and I get to build the culture. And Bill Gates said, do whatever you want. And now that Xbox through the different, you know, variations has, uh, has made over, I think, $16 billion. So the best line ever from his podcast was, how many people could lose $8 billion and not be fired from their job, but actually get promoted. And I said, <laughs> you are the only one, the only one in the world that can lose 8 billion and get a raise. So that would, uh, those, those two. Um, but I have a lot of big ones in the works. That's yeah. all I can say, so. Very cool. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to those. Who was yours? Uh, I, I mean, honestly for us, I think it would have to either be Dan Nevins or uh, RJ Messenger. You know, one of those two would probably be the biggest two that we've had. 
Yeah, I'd have to say um, RJ was probably from just it was your idea, but for me to reach out to him, I was like so nervous. It was the weirdest thing, and I literally because of Brian was like shoot your shot, and I'm like fuck it, let's do it. And then I was like, <laughs> like a nervous Nelly. And then obviously to me, Henry Gracie, cause that's my other world, you know, but those two, I was like very excited and, and stoked to have them on. Steven, any additional? Same. Uh, Chris Hanna, I'd add. I'd add oh yeah. And I want to, well. yeah, he yeah. would be someone really good for you to interview Brian. He's um, him and RJ Messenger actually. Um, Chris Hanna has Cole the Deaf Dog and they're doing amazing, amazing things for children and people with disabilities and veterans and so much. So I'll, um, I'll, I'll get you some contact info. But yeah, I would love to do that. Love yeah. it. All right, we are way over guys. So Steven, yeah, yeah. real quick. Uh, stainless or plastic bottles? Me? Stainless. All of you. Stainless. 100%. Right. Copper insulated stainless. stainless. I, want it, I want it to be 150 degrees outside and still have cold water when I get in my car. That's the best oh, yeah. feeling ever. Oh my God. Everyone's stainless? Yeah. Yep. Cool. What's I had to do, I did an easy one. Don't be environment killers. What, what's your answer? I'm like uh, disposable plastic, please. That's what I Um. <laughs> Not. Stainless. Yes. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, All right, think Brian Young, it. you have the opportunity to ask us a question. Oh, okay. So, um, it, it, as far as the industry, uh, you guys are, are in different avenues, all of you. Um, I look at how our industry has gone more from a, I would say, a very manual, personal type of transaction to now there's a lot of opportunity to do e-commerce. There's a lot of opportunity where you can just click and, and buy. Where do you guys see that in our industry as a whole going? Do you think that distributors should be worried that eventually a large platform like an Amazon would be able to develop something that could could hurt the personal relation side of things. Um, and and what would you what advice would you give distributors to prepare for that um, in the future? I know it's a very broad question, but it's what uh, it's what I think about all the time. You know, I just think about it all the time. I, don't know. I think you have to uh, really have value in yourself and what you're offering. Um, you know, if, if you're offering something different than everybody else, and you're really focusing on those differentiators, whether it's your podcast or whether it's, you know, the way you go to market or whatever those things are, are, you know, you're providing a service that Amazon can never provide. You're providing a service that foreign print can never, never provide. Yeah, I have to agree. It's all about that relationship. You can't replace that hundred percent. Agree. I will leave it. I mean, I think the, the, the easiest thing I tell people is when you when you put a digital platform out there and the buyer is the person entering the data, there's the, the stuff you get is what you ordered and there's no consultative part of that process. You made a mistake. It's your own fault for not talking to someone in marketing who knows, you know, lives, breathes and, and can guide you in that process. So I, I, I don't I don't worry about it. Exactly how I feel all, all down the board. I'm all about that relationship. So call me. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, listen, uh, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, it was brought to you today by TechWeld. All right. So again, in a, in a world filled with worry uh, regarding overseas products, uh, they've, they've offered very, uh, a lot of um, USA made products to help separate themselves from the promotional products pack. Uh, kits are something that uh, were huge last year and continue to be huge this year. And they've got this whole initiative called Come Kit Around with us. Uh, and basically to push kits, they've got eight different stock packaging for their kits. They've 
They've got an EVA, uh, EVA bag. They've got the PVC tent pouch, PVC tube, an organza bag, pillow pouch, BTL 202, which is a 30 ounce tumbler, or even their retro lunchbox, which are awesome. Uh, many uh, or not many players in the industry are focusing too heavily on kits, uh, you know, and so that really allows them to hone in on the market and really expand upon uh, their already vast kit line. And uh, so definitely go be uh, go check them out at techweld.com. Uh, check out the lunch boxes, check out those sanitizers, their FDA compliant products, all of the above. You won't be sorry that you did. Brian, I really appreciate you have, uh, having you on the podcast and sort of sharing that wealth of knowledge and your experience within the podcast that you're doing as well. Uh, really great to have you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. My dad just texted me and told me that I needed to tell everybody he is an executive of an insurance subsidiary of Berkshire Hathaway and not just Berkshire Hathaway. So it's USAIG for all of the Berkshire Hathaway people listening to this podcast. Don't get me in trouble. But no, thank you guys so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love what you're doing. And uh, it's people like you that are making our industry better. And um, that's, that's why we're all here. So thank you guys so much for having me as a guest. I, I'm honored to be here. Absolutely. And he probably has more promotional products now than he did even when you first started. Brian. That's right. He does. He does. And he's still <laughs> listening. Dad, I love you. Mom, I love you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we appreciate it. Thanks so much and have a great day. We'll see you next week. All right. See you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.